Uh, well, I'd like to welcome everybody to the call. I'm Scott Anderson, the director of the Wisconsin Council of Churches, and with me in the call today are the directors of three other state organizations that have been part of this collaborative effort, and I'd like them to introduce themselves. My name is David Liners. I'm the state coordinator for Wisdom, um, a network of 10 uh, interfaith social justice organizations. My name is Ken Taylor. I'm the executive director of the Wisconsin Council on Children and Families. We're a statewide child and family research, public education, and advocacy organization. I'm Robert Craig, executive director of CIS National Wisconsin Education Fund. We're also a statewide organization, and we work on uh, economic justice and poverty issues, access to health care, and, uh, and issues relating to democracy. Great. Thank you. Well, this year marks the 50th anniversary uh, of the War on Poverty, launched by President Johnson in 1964. And while there has been some success uh, in addressing issues of poverty over the decades, I think there's wide acknowledgement across the political spectrum that the war has not been won. And there is still much work to do, not only in providing safety net services, but also in addressing the root causes of poverty that, that uh, put people in poverty in the first place. Uh, the religious community is has a unique perspective on the issues of poverty, not only out of our faith commitments, but also because, in many respects, we are the largest provider of services to low-income families in the state of Wisconsin, particularly emergency food and shelter. And uh, because of that, uh, both of us in the religious community uh, have felt strongly that we need to raise our voices, particularly in this election, uh, when poverty is being addressed by both political parties with various proposals that they have put on the table, that this election is is important for us to to lift our voices and to share our perspectives with candidates for offices at the state and federal levels. Um, and so that's what really brought these four statewide organizations together uh, around this initiative, two of us from the religious community and then two statewide organizations that provide uh, a nonpartisan perspective on public policy issues that affect low-income families in our state. Uh, we began uh, in the late spring and June with a forum in Milwaukee attended by over 200 local religious leaders, both pastors and lay leaders, uh, and those, that event was followed by four more uh, in September in Madison and the Fox Valley, in central Wisconsin at Stevens Point, and in Eau Claire. Again, each, in each of those re regions, bringing together local religious leaders, first of all, to talk about the state of poverty in Wisconsin, and then what do we in the religious community uh, want to lift up and, and share with candidates for public office. And that desire really led the, to the development of the Faithful Citizenship Letter that we're releasing today. And I'd like to turn, the, turn it over to David Liners to share more about that. Thank you, Scott. Um... At the gathering on June 4th in Milwaukee, as Scott said, there were about 200 people uh, who came. Actually, we expected about 75 and found that there was much more interest in this topic of poverty than we had even guessed that there would be, and a lot of very passionate interest and from people all across the spectrum, uh, kind of religious, political, uh, geographic spectrum, uh, people you know, very much caring about it. At the event, after kind of hearing some... Um, testimonies uh, of people living in poverty and kind of hearing a little bit more what that's like on a very personal level, and then also uh, learning some of the facts uh, around poverty. We got people into small groups to discuss what they felt the faith community's response needs to be. 
poverty. And out of the work of those small groups, uh, we came up with the faithful citizenship statement. Um, so it really depended on the input of those 200 people. There were about 15 people on a writing committee uh, and who wrote it and edited it. There were probably another 30 people who offered um, other suggestions, people who weren't able to be there on the 4th, as well as uh, at one point we just asked everyone in attendance. We uh, gave everyone a, a draft of it. So it's very long, partly because a lot of people had a lot to say and they wanted to have their piece in there. But I think some of the things that really stood out especially were that people really were scandalized and shocked by the, the depth and the breadth of the problem of poverty and the number of people, especially children, living in poverty in our, in our state. Uh, I, I think people might have kind of known it, but somehow when they realized how deep that was and felt that that's something that can't just be, uh, that can't be left unresponded to. Another theme that came out was uh, very much that as people of faith, we've received traditions that tell us you can't just put the blame for poverty on the poor people. You can't just put the blame for misfortune on the person who suffers from the misfortune, that we all really have a role um, in looking out for each other. Um, also coming through in people's statements was the fact that the faith community is proud of the fact that it provides a lot of service, a lot of help uh, to people who live in poverty. But we realize that that's inadequate, that just simply counting on churches to pick up the slack when people are falling into poverty, it's not working, that our experience is that it's not working. We can't keep up with the need. Uh, and finally, people talked about that faith community needs to stand up and speak out, and not just in general theoretical ways, but that the faith community really needs to engage in the very specific issues uh, that really can affect poverty, whether it's the issues of things that we could be doing to make it better, or whether it's the issues that are actually making it worse. So that the faith community needs to get involved in questions like access to medical care, like minimum wage, like access to quality opportunities for, for many people. So this statement got written up. It took about two months uh, to go back and forth and back and forth and around a lot of people. Um, and since that time, it's been being circulated in congregations. It's been being circulated by people among their circles of friends. And it's interesting. We're now well over 1,100 people who wanted to put their name on it. And they keep coming in. It, it's not just a response to an e-blast that you all of a sudden get a lot. But people are really taking this seriously and sharing it in their congregations and discussing it and talking it over with their friends. So we're excited about the fact that the faith community, many people wanted to make a statement also that people of faith care about these issues and see them as issues to take into account when they go to vote. It's not just the typical hot-button social issues that, that faith communities care about, but that issues of poverty go right to the heart of what our traditions stand for. So that's the, the origin of the statement, and it's we picture it having a lot of use for a long time going forward. There's still um, We have a couple of organizations in Racine and Kenosha that are having a big event kind of based around this uh, coming up next week. So this isn't the end of it. This is actually the first stage. Great. Well, thank you, David. Um, uh, before we close, I, uh, the election will be here in less than two weeks. Uh, the legislature uh, will reconvene in January. Congress will reconvene in January. 
where do we go from here? And I'm wondering, Robert and Ken, if you have anything to share about what, what we might imagine our next steps to be after the election. And this, Robert, let me start. I, these were very impressive sessions, these symposiums around the state. And uh, David and Scott have outlined what went on very well. I want to point out that there's a real commitment. What came out of these is not a set of policies yet, but a real commitment to do what's necessary to inspire actual structural change, to actually change the situation. So as important as charity is, as important as what we can do for individuals and their own networks, uh, this is a, there's a recognition that this is a systemic problem, and it requires large, challenging solutions to actually uh, create more opportunity in our society. And so we're going to have a process uh, working uh, directly with with David and with Scott, uh, where uh, both my organization, Cisash Wisconsin Education Fund, and Ken's Wisconsin Wisconsin Children's Families, actually try to put forward various approaches and have a conversation about that. And so dig down deeper. Uh, we're even considering potentially having a values-based, faith-based uh, state budget that actually aligns, what lays out what the state could do right away to begin to ch to to make real progress and actually uh, uh, promote a different kind of society that that really starts to get at poverty again and opportunity again. And so that the, these are all things under consideration. Obviously, it's all pending these deeper conversations. It's not that. Uh, the four organizations would just decide that we're trying to spark a deep, broad, statewide, faith-based conversation about what our obligations are and what our opportunities are uh, to, to change our society and to open up opportunity and, and dramatically reduce poverty. And this is Ken from WCCF, and what I would just add is that we need to have, we're focusing on a, a statewide picture as well as opportunities for impact in local communities and we need to bridge the gap between what folks are doing in their home communities to support folks that they um, see are struggling and what happens at both the state and the federal level in a systemic way that either reinforces some of the challenges or can help uh, lift people up and, and help people up. So the, it is uh, an effort to link what's happening in local communities to larger systemic issues which are driving some of these challenges. Well, good. Uh, anything else that uh, folks would like to add or any questions from the media? All right. Well, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everyone. You.